Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This week's sponsor is Thrasher Coffee. Check out the fresh coffee roast at thrashercoffee.com and use the coupon code TOPBREW to save 25% on your purchase. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me this morning here in this lovely coffee fest is the coffee clan man, Mr. Eric Rauch. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, we have several things we wanted to discuss today, so I'm going to get right to it. This is episode 25, and I'm pretty excited about that because it's like a milestone. It is. It's uh, 5 times 5 equals 25, and, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, we're recording this on the 16th. Oh, never mind. But yeah, this is just a cool day to celebrate because... What were you going to say? Well, I, I was hoping that it was the 25th of the month. Oh, not yet. Yep, we're not there yet. Actually, I recorded my other podcast, um, episode 15 of my tech podcast, Tectonic, on the 15th of the month. But I couldn't really promote that little detail because it goes out on this 18th of the month. So I was like, oh, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah. I don't think anybody's under the impression that we're actually doing this show live. No, not yet. Well, I'm sure we could fool them somehow. We could always like point to a empty live stream like uh, web app and say, oh, it was here, but you missed it. Oh, too bad. Just a minute. And there were thousands late. of people there. You missed it. It was <laughs> yeah. so exciting. Yeah. There was more talking going on in the chat than there was on the show. It was the event of the last seven minutes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll get there someday. I, I would like to have a chat room if anybody wants to actually talk about coffee, drink their coffee, and listen to guys talk about coffee at the same time. Right. And it could happen. Stranger things have happened. You know, there's some... Much stranger things have happened. <laughs> this much stranger podcasts have happened. Yeah, that is That is for sure. I was looking through... The podcasts on iTunes the day before yesterday, and there are some absolutely redonkulous shows out there. Yeah, there's there and there's a lot too that they just have one, two, maybe five episodes. But they're when you but they come up when you know if you if you're searching for a particular term, they come up. So they they kind of clutter up everything. You know, people that have that have have started with these these great ambitions and then just uh, oh well um, no no thanks that's not for me. You look up coffee in the iTunes podcast yeah. section, and you'll find a host of shows that have coffee in the name that have nothing to do with about coffee. like news, yeah, uh, like news talk shows. Yeah, and, there'll be and, a news uh, personality guy who has like a morning show, yeah, uh, like yeah. format, and his thing is this is John Smith with you yeah, know coffee or, or talk, having or, coffee with John Smith, right? But coffee talk isn't actually about coffee talk; it's about news. That I guess you're supposed to be drinking coffee while you're listening to, and they don't even have news in their show title. Yeah, it's so surprising. Nobody's going to listen to that. Surprising how few dedicated coffee podcasts there are. Top Brew being the best, of course. Yeah, uh, circa 2015. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cutting edge of coffee technology. So, listener of the show Joe Dexter, who is at Buckeye Radio on Twitter, has mentioned a couple of times that he's looking for good coffee podcasts, and he's only found two of them, and that's what the case that we have found. That uh, there is Top Brew, and then there is Alex Carpenter's original I Brew My Own Coffee that started last year. And now it's been, uh, there's uh, two new hosts, Brian and Brian, and they talk about coffee on uh, the new the new rebooted new format of the I Brew My Own Coffee show. 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty exciting stuff if you, if you really want to get into the deeper, darker secrets of the coffee culture. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit nerdier than uh, Top Brew is, but it's still great listening material. So check that out in their archives. I really enjoyed a lot of the interviews that Alex has had over the months on I Brew My Own Coffee. 
Yeah. So there, there's the two of us, but it's a pretty lonely world out there for the coffee culture podcasting community. And maybe that's a good thing because everybody's tuning into us and you don't need any others. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird actually. Cause, cause like we've, we've talked about and we've mentioned numerous times, coffee is it's the number one beverage in the world, you know, depending on what, on what stats you're looking at, but people all over the world drink coffee. So you would think that there would be more podcasts dedicated to this highly popular drink that that's known the world over, but there's not, it's, it's really kind of surprising, but we're glad to be here to fill that role. So we have several little bits of uh, topics to get into. One of the things I want to introduce on this episode is a section of follow-up. We won't have follow-up every week, but we have it this week. But first I wanted to mention, I encountered a AeroPress coffee scare. I think it was yesterday morning. Yes, it was. Yeah, no, it was this morning before you got to my house, Eric. I was making coffee in the kitchen. I was, you know, drowsy, still groggily getting up and getting awake. And I'm over by my coffee station in the corner of the kitchen by the window. It's a lovely day outside. The sun is shining. Everything is falling into place to have my morning routine just just work like clockwork. You know, I have my clothes set out, you know, by the shower so I don't have to pick out my clothes. I, I got those the night before and I'm well rested. You know, my, my sleep uh, app on my phone tells me that I got a good night's sleep today. So I'm well rested for recording the show and everything is just going good. But then I, I reach over for my AeroPress, uh, uh, like a filter cap the black piece that you screw onto the base of the AeroPress when you go to flip it over, if you're using the inverted method with a paper filter inside and you, um, you press the presser down, I need that. I need that paper filter cap. And yeah, it's, it wasn't it's there. The, it's the screen, right? I mean, it's, it, it's what holds the filter in place. It's, it's what the coffee goes you, through. No. Yeah. You, you might be able to figure out a way to make AeroPress coffee without the presser, but it would be very hard to lose that. But I found yeah. that it could happen. You could easily lose the cap. And that's what happened this morning. Because yeah, rendering we, your AeroPress essentially useless. Yes, completely. Yeah. And uh, I was scared because we're actually uh, redoing some of the flooring in our house. So we had shuffled all the furniture around yesterday and everything is out of place. So the reason I misplaced the cap yesterday was because I was preoccupied in the kitchen and distracted by the workers working on a floor. And it occurred to me, it'd be so easy to lose the paper filter cap on an AeroPress. You know, the kids see it one day, they think it looks like an interesting little plasticky toy thingy. And they, you know, maybe they misplaced from a kid's meal. They take that into the bathtub and they're using it to play with. It looks like a, a hockey puck. So they take that outside and they try to <laughs> kick it around on the ground. You know, that thing could so easily get lost. It, it does look like something that you could, that you could easily find in one of those Plastic bags in a Happy Meal. Yeah. Oh, what, what is, is it? Oh, what, what the heck is this toy? <laughs> oh, well, it's a, it's a whatchamacallit. You can do anything you want with this widget anything. child. <laughs> and uh, it probably costs about as much as one of those plastic toys, but uh, which is to say that particular component is pretty cheap, right. but it is key to the entire AeroPress. It really is. Yeah. That's, that's something I never really thought about. But so, it is, but, and, and it's not attached. It's, 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 it comes off and you can, you can easily separate it from the AeroPress. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, in that regard, there's actually like three key components to the AeroPress, and there isn't a piece that small on any other kind of coffee maker that I'm aware of mm -hmm. off the top of my head. Like the Kalita, it's on all in one piece. The same with the Hario V60. The French press has some uh, big pieces, but and that are all separate, but they're big, so it's it'd be harder to lose them. And uh, but yeah, this is unique about the AeroPress to yeah. have one solid black piece that could just like fall behind the the counter between the counter and the and the refrigerator right. and be right. lost in the shadows, and you would never find it again. 
So yeah, don't let that happen to you people. You know, you actually suggested, wouldn't it be great if there was some sort of like chain or wire or cord that would attach between that, that cap and the the other main component like the uh, of the aeropress to keep them together so that it was on a leash. Right. Yeah. And and that, that, that only that only came up this morning because we both realized the possibility of of losing that that critical top piece. There's a, a huge market out there for secondary products and aftermarket products. So maybe that's something you should uh, look at designing, Joe. Yeah, I don't know. The designer that, that you are. Kickstarter campaign coming to uh the AeroPress chain. <laughs> AeroPress oh, wow. leash. Why not? They, there's a there's a Kickstarter for everything. You and can find anything on Amazon except for this chain. Except for this, and we're going to add it, and then everything will be, in the world will be on Amazon. And you, you, you should probably, while you're at it, go ahead and design a belt a belt holder, a belt holster <laughs> for your AeroPress. Totally, <laughs> like a badass Jedi holding yeah. my AeroPress dangling down yeah, from my belt. Do not make me get this AeroPress out. <laughs> you wouldn't like me with my AeroPress. Warm, warm. <laughs> So we, we're going to get to follow up in a second, but I wanted to thank our sponsor, Thrasher Coffee, for supporting Top Brews podcast and the website. Thrasher is the incredible small town coffee roaster out of North Georgia. They roast to order in small batches. So if you place an order right now on the coffee website, you will receive it at its peak freshness in a couple of days. It's not sitting around in barrels growing stale, waiting for somebody to buy it. Everything is fresh, and this really makes a huge difference to me and all other craft coffee enthusiasts. Since you're listening to the Top Brew podcast, then you've probably done your research, so you know everything about this amazing culture. Sure, everybody drinks coffee, but when you really start to dig in, there's a huge world that's opened up to you. The flavor profiles and little notes that you look for in a good cup are just as complex and fun as a great beer or wine. And Thrasher gives you that kind of quality, that value, with their responsibly sourced beans. Thrasher Coffee has a great article on their site if you visit thrashercoffee.com about the difference between direct trade and fair trade coffees. In fact, part of craft coffee is the experience that you have understanding your favorite beverage better. And the roasters at Thrasher have written many articles to dispel myths and cultivate a better appreciation for coffee and how people can personalize their beverages to make the best drinks ever. Let's talk about the value for a second. It's all about the bang for your buck, right? And the quantity discounts get really juicy if you're a big drinker or you want to give some coffee away as gifts. The three pounds every two weeks deal is killer. And let's say uh, you want to just get one bag of whole beans per month. That is $18.99 and you'll get a full true pound. Other craft roasters like Thrasher Coffee, but not Thrasher Coffee, use 12 ounce bags and they usually charge you $15 per bag. Shipping for Thrasher is a flat rate of $5. So together, $18.99 plus $5 shipping, boom, you're done. You have a great value and you check that stuff out. You'll never want to turn to another craft roaster. And if you sign up for the Thrasher membership right now, you will get a free French press. And we like to call it the Liberty Press here at Top Brew. It's a, it's a pretty great press. You know, Eric uses it on a regular basis. I've used it as well. I have two or three of my own in the kitchen. And if you only have one, you can always use another. The free French press is available if you order a membership at thrashercoffee.com. So I recommend you check that out while supplies last. And I also want to give you an exclusive promo to our listeners. As you heard at the top of the show, it is TOPRU. That is the coupon code, all one word, TOPRU, and you'll save 25% on your order. So check out thrashercoffee.com to get the best deal on craft coffee and support 
the Top Brew Podcast and website. So now we are segueing into the first ever follow-up section at Top Brew. Well, our listener, Mark, had uh, emailed us this. He said, how about a podcast on this particular topic? The giant percolator I inherited from an earlier generation has become a no-go because I and most of my friends now know that what we really like is good coffee and we know what it really tastes like. So how do I brew enough for a backyard cookout for a house full of people? And so Mark was just pointing out that he cannot possibly make enough craft coffee for a large group of people in his home at one time. He doesn't want to have multiple runs with multiple Chemexes running at the same time. Right. And it, it gets very fiddly and it's very annoying, really. And I've, I've encountered this a few times when I had uh, several families over for a birthday party and the like. And I want to show them off my Chemex. But if I'm going to be using the Chemex, I'm going to be brewing coffee for the next 45 minutes to get everybody a cup. Correct. And uh, then, you know, your guests feel like they're putting you out. And that means that the experience is not altogether pleasant for them either. Because everybody is accustomed to the ease of the electric drip maker that'll just make you enough all in one go that you can already have prepped before the, the gathering. So... What would you recommend, Eric, if people wanted to, you know, have some real good coffee at home for a large group of people? Yeah, this is definitely... Uh, it's still an ongoing concern. It is, because he, 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 he mentioned the percolator, and that, and that was the solution. Um, and it still is in, in, in some areas, just because people have these things around. But, but percolators are absolutely awful machines. I mean, they, they, they just, they ruin... Now, what is a percolator, though? They come in different sizes, but usually you'll see them at, at churches and support groups and, and things. There's, there's those big uh, drum-looking, um, you know, stainless steel, five, ten-gallon, you know, however however big they are. They're just the, these monstrous-looking things that you you put the water in, and then there's this 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 metal tube that goes down down to the bottom, and, and, and then the basket of coffee sits on top. So you turn it on, and and it starts boiling the water, and the water goes up the tube sprays out over the the basket the basket of of, of coffee and then and then trickles back down it, it just keeps recycling uh, recirculating and until until the little light goes off or you know however long it it, it takes until the batch of coffee is done it's 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 essentially boiling the coffee it's boiling the water and it's coming back down but it's, it's continuously boiling the water and sending it back up through the tube it's convenient and you can make a lot of coffee at at one time enough to serve an entire backyard of people, but, but it's not coffee you'd want to serve to an entire backyard of people if quality of coffee is, is important to you. And it sounds like it is to, was it Mark? Yeah. And if you were using a traditional French press, you may be able to get eight cups out of that French press at a time. That is the maximum, isn't it? Uh, again, the cups are almost irrelevant. Yeah. Um, eight cups doesn't mean eight cups of coffee. It's not eight mugs of coffee. Right. The big the big French press I have, it's a it's a Bodum, it's a fifty one ounce. I think that that they might call that twelve cup, ten cup, I can't remember. But it it's bigger than than a than a traditional French press, but it's still not huge. It's still not enough to serve um, any more than than say four people, four or five people, a, a full cup. Now he he had mentioned using using Chemexes, and that's obviously not not a very it'd be the same problem. Yeah, it'd be, it's not a good way to go, mainly because Chemexes are slow, and because Chemexes are expensive, you'd have to have You'd have to have four or five Chemexes sitting around for just such an occasion. That's that's kind of ridiculous. Melita, which we we talked about, Melita Bentz, I, I think it was last week, um, who invented the the pour over cone. That company makes a a ten cup pour over. So it's a it's it's like the it's like the Hario. It's a I mean, but it, but it's a it's a Melita pour over that's bigger. So you can make more coffee at one time. The pour over is faster because the filter's thinner. 
that's a way to go. And these are, um, I'm looking at it on Amazon right now, and these are really cheap. This is $11 for the cone, some filters, and and the glass pot. Hmm. So if you wanted to buy several of these to have around, that wouldn't be a bad a bad way to go. But if you're talking about serving on a mass scale, like more than 20 people, 20, 25 people, and they're all coffee drinkers, what I would recommend is is you make a coffee concentrate. If you read the article that that I, I wrote on Thrasher Coffee about about cold brewed coffee, where you where you make it a gallon at a time, you can make it that way. Just have this coffee concentrate sitting around. What I would do is is make it a little bit stronger than than that recipe suggests, which is a half a pound of ground coffee per per gallon of of coffee. Um, you can make the ratio whatever you want. Make it the day before so that it's 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 ready and it's waiting in your in your pitchers. You could make maybe three or four pitchers worth of this. And you have it sitting there at room temperature, and then you also have a pot of, of boiling water. You do half boiling water, half concentrate, and you've got you've got a pretty decent cup of coffee that way. Wow, I had never thought about that before. Pretty smart. At least you double everything that you would have otherwise had. Well, it's kind of what you do in the AeroPress, right? You do a run of, of coffee through it, and then you and then you dilute it to a certain to a certain amount in the cup. Usually, I dilute it a little bit more. So, like, there's about. Forty percent of my cup of AeroPress coffee is from the the concentrate and the okay. rest, yeah. So sixty percent is just water diluted. Yeah, and 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 the nice thing about about doing it this way is having that concentrate sitting around is that everybody can make it to the strength that they like it. Uh, if you if you've got some people who like their coffee strong, you you can add more concentrate and, le- and less boiling water. It won't be as hot. Then the people who like like weaker coffee, they can add more boiling water. And if you're serving the drinks, then I, I would just ask people when they are getting their cup of coffee, do you like your coffee strong? Or do you like your coffee Yeah, black? or just let them make it. Make it to their taste. Sure. They can sit it's, there and play with the... Well, see, now the thing is, uh, I've found that most people don't want to play with their coffee yeah. at a gathering. And so when I've been serving people coffee, I, I've tried to find like, how can I communicate to them that I want to make them the coffee that they would like? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would expect uh, the coffee not to be strong, to be weak, because that's what their stomach is used to. Right. So uh, for those people, I try, to, I try to ask them just to make it as simple as possible. Do you like your coffee strong? Because it sounds like a positive thing, and they could choose not to have the positive thing if they don't prefer bold, quote-unquote, bold right. coffee. And if they say, oh, no, not really, then I'll just dilute it a, a little bit more for them if I'm the one that's, that's serving. Yeah, but the, but the point is, is you have that functionality, whereas if you make, if you make a, a, a couple pots of, of pour-over coffee, you get what you get. And, and then people would have to dilute that. From there, that's not a concentrate. That that is the coffee, and they if they wanted to do that, that's fine. But you probably wouldn't have boiling water sitting around, although I guess you would to to make the pour over itself. But this way, you have you have both ingredients there, and and, and if people absolutely want to make their own their own customizable drink to a certain ratio, then then they're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not it's not a perfect solution. You also have the option of of offering people iced coffee if they. If it's summer and, and maybe it's getting getting kind of cool in the evening and some people want hot and some people want cold, whether well, you have that option because the concentrate is sitting there at room temperature. Yeah, you especially can, this time of year, you, giving people the option of hot or cold makes a lot of sense at most gatherings. Yeah, and and the the big benefit of of making the coffee that way it takes about twenty four hours. You know, just let it let it steep together for twenty four hours and then filter out the grounds. The benefit of doing it that way is none of the bitterness gets through. You, you're not. You're definitely not. not not boiling like you would with a with a percolator, so which is which is always going to be bitter, no matter what kind of coffee you use. It's always going to almost always taste the same out of a percolator, hot and and totally bitter, super hot. Using the concentrate method, it's 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 gonna you're gonna get a 
a sweeter cup. It's gonna it's gonna be a little bit more on the acidic side and and definitely far far removed from the bitterness side. So if you have any suggestions here as well, then uh, feel free to email them to us or write them to us in a tweet. If you have a solution of your own making that has expedited making large batches of uh, delicious artisanal coffee for a party, a dinner party or the like, then let us know. We'd like to hear about it and we'll talk about it in a future episode. Also, if you have questions for us for a future follow-up section, then you can write those to us. Uh, email is feedback at topbrew.fm. Or you can just tweet us using the hashtag AskTopBrew tag so that it'll come straight to us and we'll be sure to talk about it on next week's episode. We have another bit of follow-up for this episode from Justin Archer, who was on the last interview episode of TopBrew. That'll be uh, linked in the show notes because Justin is a pretty smart guy and he has been studying craft coffee on his own. And he has found an interesting webpage where, um, you know, this uh, hasn't come up just yet. And I've been actually eager to bring up this kind of topic on a future episode of Top Brew. Here it is. So Justin pointed out that if you go to Product Hunt's Coffee Hunt page, you will find a list of interesting small startup developers who have created their own uh, craft coffees, their own craft coffee presses, specialized mocha pots, hand grinders, coffee-related mobile phone apps. And it's a great list. It's an interesting list where you can find something that would suit your taste for the craft coffee culture. A few highlights here. There is the hand ground precision coffee hand grinder. And there's also an app that I've used for a while called the Up Coffee app by the Jawbone Labs company. And uh, it's just an interesting thing that's going on here. You know, you don't have to get your coffee makers from Target or Walmart or Bed Bath & Beyond for the mainstream mass-produced coffee makers and equipment. If you think all you have to choose from is traditional standardized French presses, aero presses at, at the most, I mean, like they, they are uh, certainly geeky uh, coffee devices. You can find those at the Bed Bath & Beyond. But, you know, most people, when they go to the coffee aisle in a Target, they're going to find five or six different Keurigs to choose from, a traditional water kettle that you might just make boiling water in on the, on the uh, stovetop, and then a large array of traditional electric drip coffee makers. And then that's it. Maybe you'll, they'll throw in a burr grinder and then some kitchen weight scales that technically may or may not have anything to do with the methodologies that people would use to make their own coffee if they're picking up an electric drip coffee maker. You know what I'm talking about? Like you have the standard issue stuff that you'll find in any kind of office or home in America. And then you have the craft coffee enthusiast stuff that is usually hard to find in retail stores or even on amazon.com. If you just do a search, you're probably going to find a lot of Keurigs and a lot of electric drip coffee makers and just the same old, same old stuff. If you don't want the same old, same old stuff, then come to a page like this one at Product Hunt and you'll find the things that are new, interesting, more innovative. Several are turning out to be rather successful. You can upvote them. So the topmost one has 494 upvotes. You can just see what people are liking. I would recommend a couple of things off of the page. One I'll go ahead and just uh, tackle is the Up Coffee app. This is something I've been using off and on for a few months now. And what it does is it tracks how much caffeine you're getting from any kind of particular uh, coffee beverage. Now, we've, we've addressed caffeine before and pointed out that from cup to cup, the amount of caffeine in any given cup of coffee varies. But they're still considered to be an average for the average cup of black coffee. Uh, that's 10 ounces or the average six-cup French press brew. And if you were to drink all that one time, you can expect an average of X amount of grams of caffeine. 
And what the Up Coffee app does is it Milligrams. lets you log. Oh, yes, correct. And if, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, big difference. And so what the Up Coffee app does is it lets you log in exactly what kind of coffee beverage you had. And then it will track, well, how long is it going to take for this amount of caffeine in your system to go away? Yeah. So that you can get a good sound sleep tonight. And so it's, it's well, it's got a great graphic interface. It's very user-friendly. I like it. You don't have to have a jawbone device paired with your phone to use it at all. It's simply a way to track your caffeine intake and they it's still make uh, those? easy to use. They do. There are those jawbone fitness trackers and the like. Oh, they're, they're, they're like Fitbits now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so do they still make those, those, those earpieces everybody had? The Bluetooth had headsets? Like yes. seven years ago? Yeah, they do. They do. And, uh, but they also make a, uh, very obscure coffee enthusiast app as well. So it's, uh, I think it's free. Oh, Jawbone makes the app. Yes. Oh. And uh, I believe it's free. So okay. if you're interested in that, it'll be uh, linked in our show notes, but we found that also on the coffee hunt page. And, uh, thanks again to Justin Archer for pointing it out. What I wanted to segue into, uh, for the end of our show, Eric is, uh, how, um, you picked up a stainless steel French press the other day. What would you use it for? And it, it, this is one of those kinds of things that I think is borderline in the craft culture enthusiast uh, market only, because I think that most people who would visit a Target would not come across a stainless steel French press. They'd find the plastic kind and maybe one uh, hoity-toity glass one. So uh, what do you see as the value in a, a specialized stainless steel model? Well, for me... Uh, you, you sent me the link. There was a a, a lightning sale, uh, you know, whatever whatever that means on Amazon. It's just a, a limited time sale, um, but it was a, it was a, a stainless steel uh, French press that was that was pretty highly rated. I've had my eye on one of these for a while, primarily because I, I want I want to have one in the in the uh, in the roastery because right now the French presses we have in the roastery are glass, and the same issues that that we talked about last week with the with the ceramic V60 is that look we have a concrete floor. If if our if our pour over cone and its ceramic falls on the floor, it it's done. You know, we, we broke it. Um, and believe it or not, most people drop more devices than they realize. Mo- <laughs> well, yeah, and and I've I've broken over a lifetime. We've all broken like any kind of dish there is in the kitchen. Sure, but but um, with just with our French presses, and and when I say I, I'm taking responsibility for everybody in my family. I think I think we went through two or three. French presses, glass French presses, just because when you're washing the thing, for, it's it's a glass beaker, you know, it, it and you have water and soap and it, it gets slippery and it slips out of your hand and um, it's just inevitable. It's, it's gonna something's gonna happen to it eventually. You can only be so careful. That's one of the things that that attracted me to the the stainless steel maker because it's it it works exactly like the like the regular French press. It, it's it, it it's got the screen, it's got the plunger, it's got everything about it. That the regular bottom glass French press does, but it's but it's stainless steel. So if you if you drop the thing or you knock it over or, or, or whatever, it's not going to shatter into ten thousand pieces. That was the primary thing that attracted me was the longevity of it. Um, something that that I can put in our in our coffee lab and know that that even if I'm washing it or if I'm carrying it from one place to another and I drop it, it it's it, it's going to withstand the fall and I'll be able to use it later that day. So that was the primary feature in the in the metal one that made me want to pick one of those up. Plus the fact that it was on sale, and it just looks good. It does, yeah. Maybe if you're the uh, the OCD coffee maker enthusiast in the kitchen, you want your your metal press to look like it belongs alongside of your metal water kettle. Yeah, right. If you're one of those matching type people, one of the things I um 
I think I'm going to be kind of... Um, it, it's double wall. Yeah, you hold the outside and it's not going to get hot like, like the glass would. But one of the things that I think I'm not going to like about it is not being able to see during the process when you, when you pour the water in and you do the stir and, and, and you let the immersion happen for four or five minutes or however long you do, you can sit there and you can watch it. You can watch the things that are happening if that's something that interests you, and it does interest me, with the stainless steel press, you can't. You know, it's 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 opaque. You can't you can't see into it. You can't see what's happening inside the inside the tank. So um, that is probably one thing that I'm going to miss. But uh, as far as I know, it should be delivered today, and and I can report back next week on the uh, the functionality of the stainless steel French press. I, I but I assume it'll be just like the the glass one. Excellent. And that's going to wrap up this episode, episode 25 of Top Brew. Thank you so much for listening. You can find our show notes for this week at topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 25. If you would like to keep up to date, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at topbrew.fm and you can find me there too. I'm underscore Joe Darnell. You can also find Top Brew on Facebook at facebook.com slash topbrewfm. If you have a topic that you would like to discuss on Top Brew, send them with the hashtag AskTopBrew tag and uh, we'll make that happen for you in the coming weeks lastly i want to say thanks again to thrasher coffee they're always awesome they're giving you the 25 percent off discount code top brew all one word to get 25 percent off of your first order so go on over there and check it out get some of the thrasher coffee i highly recommend it it's what we all drink around here and i'm not just saying that it's actually truly the best coffee around i am joe darnell and you've been listening to the top brew podcast I just found, live follow-up here, you can get a replacement filter cap for the AeroPress at the Java shop. Really? Online. Yeah, yeah. AeroPress.com. And uh, they, they have a section they call the Java shop. What does it cost? $8.97. <laughs> so about almost half the price of, of a new AeroPress. Yes. Because you can sometimes find an AeroPress for 20 to like 22 I just linked to one here in the show notes as well. So the entire AeroPress coffee kit... With the paper filters, the funnel, the scoop, the stir, it's all $30 with free shipping on Amazon. Oh, 30 Okay. It gets four and a half out of five stars, and that is uh, from 4,215 customer reviews. Pretty amazing. The richest, smoothest, purest, fastest, made in the U.S. craft coffee maker and espresso wannabe.